Next on BYU Sports Nation, how many surefire wins will BYU football have in 2015? Before you answer, take a closer look at the rundown. What is David Nixon's opinion, and where does Taysom Hill fit in Bleacher Report's top 50 college football players? Plus, BYU Baseball opens a crucial home series without one of their key starters. That man, Eric Urey, joins us live. When is he back? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, as we always are. Live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Thursday, May 7th. Wherever and however you are dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Octonauts voice coach, Jerem Jordan. Creature report, creature report, creature report. <laughs> Except when we hear bleacher report, that's what we say. <laughs> Bill Connolly of SB Nation. Some people are like, what was that? It's from don't Disney worry, Junior. Hey, don't worry about it. You have it. little kids. You know exactly what Don't worry saying. about it, man. Yeah. It's okay. Creature Report. It's there are that. some people worrying about it. Octonauts voice coach. Just Google it, man. Hey, Bill Connolly of SB Nation just released a full-scale breakdown of BYU's 2015 football schedule. I'm having a breakdown reading it. Really good article. Both Jeremy and I retweeted it within the last few hours. This is how the article ends, and I quote, This is a huge year for Mendenhall. This isn't going to be his best team, but it's going to be good enough to play in a lot of close games against a lot of interesting teams. In theory, anything between about 11 and 1 and 6 and 6 is possible with a slight variation in quality and luck. Then he says this, after 2012's quote good but 8 and 5 season, is this the year the breaks go a little more in BYU's favor. What does 2012 have to do with it? To me, it was more like 2013, that schedule, where you had seven Power 5 teams. We'll talk about that in a minute. I, it's a really good article. Check it out. But I think he's right. I think it's going to be a fun year because there's going to be competitive games. Is BYU going to go undefeated? Uh, no. But they could have a chance at a special season. If you're playing a tough schedule, there's some risk there that you could lose more games than you're maybe comfortable with. But that's the challenge, and that's the challenge that BYU is throwing out there. Is it the model for winning? I don't know. But it's going to be a fun season with the amount of quality opponents. The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, if this is your first show or your 400th show, you are always welcome. How many surefire wins are there on the 2015 BYU football schedule, and who are they? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We share ours in a moment. At B underscore fa. With Taysom 7, surefire wins. With Taysom 7? 7. Who? Wow. At B underscore farts. Tell us which seven teams are surefire wins. Yeah, we want to know the number and who, okay? At Y4Life. San Jose State beat a Bronco team recently. 2012. It's been a couple years. That's not a W until he makes it a W. I changed my answer. Three Win. They don't have David Fails. Okay, he was an NFL prospect quarterback. That team finished 25th in the country. They won yeah. 10 games. They did not fails against BYU. They were good and be, they ended up ranked. BYU should have won that game and they ended up ranked. Like yeah. that. I remember one particular play where there, a block wasn't made. Riley Nelson, you know, fumbled the ball at the end. BYU's going down to score and win that game. That would have been a nine-win season, and that we would have said that was the best season in the last three in terms of total wins. Here yeah. are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What's going on today? Taysom Hill ranked number 34 
on Bleacher Report's top 50 list of college football players in 2015. Is that too low? Yeah. Is, is it too He's high? He's a top 20 player in college football. Individual player? Yes. He was, number, news, he was number 15 on Sporting, sporting News last year. A more credible sports information source had him higher last year. BYU Baseball Game Day on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Jaron the Cougs hosting St. Mary's in the first of a three-game series tonight, 8 Eastern. Four wins in the final six would guarantee BYU a spot in the West Coast Conference Tournament. And that's the goal. It starts there. You get into that tournament. If you can win that tournament, and that'd be tough, San Diego, uh, San Francisco, and who else is in the mix right now in the top four? In the top four, it's Pepperdine. Pepperdine. San Diego. San Francisco, San Diego, yeah. and BYU. And then BYU. Yeah. So that... It, it'd be awesome for BYU to win that tournament, get back to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2002, I believe. And don't forget, Leah Garner is the Cougars' lone participant in the NCAA West uh, Regional today. I believe it's West Regional. She's in got Sa- the karma. In St. George. Somehow that's a home competition <laughs> for her tournament for BYU. Apparently she's played down there a bunch, so more power to Leah. Get her done. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Surefire, 100%, without question. George Foreman, I guarantee it, BYU football wins. (laughs) BYU released the 2015 football schedule one week ago today right here in Studio B. Tom Homo with us live discussing probably the most challenging schedule top to bottom in program history. Like I've said in years past, as we do these independent schedules, you beggars can't be choosers. If you want to get a chance to play the teams that we're playing, you cannot slot them into every third or fourth game. You take them when you can get them. Part of what makes this such a tough schedule is typically, Jerem, there are six to eight surefire, I guarantee it, I'm positive BYU will win games. Six to eight. Chalk them up. And that depends on how good BYU is and how good the opponents are. BYU is coming off a three straight eight-win season. That factors into this number that we'll give you in a moment. If BYU were a 10-win team coming into this season, other wins, other games that I don't don't have as wins now, I would have as wins. Okay, six to Uh eight. Chalk them up. Like, I guarantee it. No, like, I have zero doubts BYU is going to win these games. Yeah. Would take some serious blue goggle perspective. Which you're donning right now. Yes. Like that. Again, this isn't. Well, I, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty sure B, I'm pretty sure BYU is going to win. No, it doesn't count. This is. Like, no, yeah. they're going to win. Yeah. You can't even hesitate for a second. Like that's a win. That's a win. That's a loss. It's easy <laughs> when you look at it. How many surefire wins do you have BYU with? I have four. Connecticut. I, the, some German team named Wagner. San Jose State and Fresno State. Those are my, my four. That's it. Because I, I, I look at Nebraska, tough. Boise State, UCLA, Michigan. None of those I'm going to say that's a win for sure, right? Those would be good wins, every one of those. Connecticut's a win. East Carolina is, a, is not a, a guaranteed win to me, even though they lost Shane Cardin, their quarterback, and was it? I can't remember their receiver's name. Justin Hardy, I believe. Yeah, really All-time tough, receptions yeah. leader or something in the NCAA, in NCAA history. Uh, Cincinnati. Wagner's a win. At San Jose State, uh, I put as a win, even though BYU lost last time there. Taysom Hill greater than Riley Nelson. At Missouri, Fresno State. I think that's a win on senior day. And then at Utah State. Those are the only four I've got. I'm not that much higher than you. In fact, 
Just one. Okay? Connecticut. I don't think there's any way Bob Diaco's team comes to Provo. He's still in major rebuilding. Two-win team last year. They are having quarterback struggles like they lost Jeremy Davis. They lost Jeremy Davis. Their best receiver to the NFL draft. So, yeah. UConn, a win. East Carolina, for me, is a win because they have to come cross-country without Shane Carter. But they're the Pirates, man. And without Hardy. They're not coming by sea, brother. (laughs) They're coming by air. Okay? And BYU is typically good against non-P5 teams at home. Coming by air might be bad against BYU this year. Who knows? Wagner, surefire win. Fresno State, I'm with you. Senior day, no way BYU is losing that game. He's not losing that game. Too much emotion. Too I much also passion. said there's no way BYU's losing to Utah State, but then the injury happened. We're all, by the way, there's. A, let's just get this out there so that no one weird on Twitter says anything. This is assuming Taysom Hill's healthy. If he's not healthy, it changes everything. Has to be like last year. And you know what? We are going to plan on health because BYU is due. They deserve it after the horrific luck they experienced over the past 14 months. Yeah, I don't know how deserving fits into health, but. Hopefully, Frank Wintrick does his magic. At tail, tail, Dale Robbins Roost. None. That is why we play the games. You don't think BYU is going to beat Wagner? Wagner? Come on. You can't even say one? What's up with that? Let's look at this schedule in blocks of four, shall we? I bet you think BYU beats Wagner. September equals the P5 road survival segment. That's a good description. At Nebraska, Boise home, at UCLA, at Michigan. What is realistic... One in those and, first four. One and three is realistic. Two and two would be good. If you told me right now, you don't have to play the games, but you go two and two, I'd say, sign me up. Think about those tough seasons that BYU's played in the past. 94. Early seasons, I'm talking about. 2000. 90. 90. 91. You're playing Penn State and UCLA and Miami. That was 91. And, yeah. Okay, tied it, at Mercedes. I mean, tough. These are really tough. But Tom Homo told us, he knew, he knew Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams would be seniors. Bronson Kafusi too. Uh, so that's part of the deal is that this BYU team, Mitch Matthews, senior, they have leadership to be able to at least compete in these yeah. games. Maybe, maybe go in there and sneak out some wins. Tom that's why you play. Tom brought up Taysom and Jamal specifically for why he decided to schedule it this tough. Listen to this. We really scheduled this series or this schedule this year with those two guys in mind, knowing that we had a pretty powered, powerful backfield. Yeah, in Taysom and Jamal, we trust. To survive September. If- Jamal, get healthy, bro. Is there, is there a way BYU gets two wins in September? Yes. Yeah. Taysom and Jamal. Three and one would be amazing. I mean, if you get three and one, you're, okay. go- you're ranked 17th going into October with four straight home games. And you're looking at a chance to go seven and one into November. So it sets the tone. In September, there are, there are no surefire wins in September. Three and one None. is a little blue goggle. Yes. Like, I've got I've to don the blue goggles for three and one. Like, two and two is, hey, thumbs up, man. You go 500 with that. Those are quality games. Man. Zero surefire wins in September. Zero. Okay. Let's look at the second block, October. This is called the American in Provo. Okay. <laughs> UConn. This is Stadium of Fire in a whole month. <laughs> UConn, East Carolina, Cincinnati, and Wagner. I've got three three wins there. You've got four. Those are four of your five right there. Okay. No, not Cincinnati. Sorry. Three. three yeah, three of your. You've got three two. Of your four. I have two. You've got two. You I've got three. Wagner. Everybody except Cincinnati. Okay. The tradition of Bronco versus the non-P5, Jerem. Mm, at home. Is a good one. And that brings us to our stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Ready to have your mind blown. As an independent, <laughs> BYU 16-2 versus non-Power 5 teams at home. Let's go next level with that. 16-0 and with Bronco as the defensive coordinator. I can hear it already. But Spencer, there are no good teams on that list of 16 wins. Is that uh, from Wayne's World, that voice? Maybe. Uh, how <laughs> Is that about, Dana Carvey's character? How about Boise State? The only win that BYU has over the Broncos was at home. They're a non-P5. I have that as a very good win. And, okay, th- which brings us to this. You have no Power 5 teams in Provo this year. BYU needs to go at least 5-1 and one in those games. Can we look at those home games again? Yeah. Boise State, Connecticut, East Carolina, Cincinnati, Wagner, and Fresno State. BYU needs to go 5-1 and one in those. Le- most likely lost Boise State, then Cincinnati, East Carolina, Fresno State, Connecticut, Wagner. In order. And that's my order. 5-1 would be nice because you're looking at trying to go get at least eight wins. On the- this year, eight wins would be nice. Bronco has not lost to a non-P5 team on his home field in Independence when he's the defensive coordinator. And he why, has a similarly tall task this year. Why with start this year? Kind of an unexperienced back seven on that defense. Yet, BYU is going to work with the same model, which is in Taysom We Trust. If he's healthy, this BYU offense returns a ton of people. It was, a top, it was number 26 last year in yards, 14 in points. It's a good offense. You'd think that the offense gets better. And if Taysom Hill's healthy, BYU can can win and compete in every single BYU, game. BYU, it is, it is not impossible for them to go undefeated at home this year. Okay? That would be nice. It'd be great. Because then you'd have six wins, and then if you go, if you go two and four if on the road. they go undefeated at home. Three, yeah, three and three on the road. You go nine and three. That'd be pretty stinking good with this Okay. Schedule. Okay, so there you have it. That's the October block, the American in Provo segment. <laughs> November. Mizzou and the Mountain West at San Jose State. We're still playing the Mountain West. At Mizzou. Fresno at home. At Utah State to close things out. And I'm going back to what you said earlier, Jerem. See, two tough games there. Health intact equals a strong finish. And there's some risk in play. You play a bunch of Power Fives, you're more likely to get hurt. That's just part of the deal. David Nixon's mentioned that in the past, that when BYU played Oklahoma, there was one coach who had concern that maybe they'd get a little banged up playing that. I've got two surefire wins in November. At San Jose State, Fresno at home, same as you. Yes. At Missouri... To me, that's BYU's toughest game on the schedule. That's not a tr- that's a neutral game, but even tougher sort of. than at UCLA. Yes, I think Missouri SEC is it West champs the last two years, I believe. That's a good team. They're better than they are better than any other team on the schedule. To me, we'll see when it's November fourteenth. But at Utah State's a tough game. That's probably going to be a snow game, November twenty eighth. Bundle up, bro. Yeah, I'm already. Looking forward to that one. <laughs> no, I really am. And that's Utah be, State is an intriguing t- game. Utah State used to be a surefire win on these lists. They used to. Ha, until, no longer. Until Chucky Keaton came along. And this is the final Chucky Taysom game. Toss it up in Logan. Which quarterback gets hurt? Stay healthy. Yeah, I said it. Stay healthy and finish strong. For that matter, start strong. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 121. Even the number one detractor of the countdown, Jerem, at Hobosita, is now getting excited. <laughs> of course you. Dude, in three weeks, we're going to hit a hundy. Remember when we were 250-plus? I do. I remember every single day. It's well, the th- taken forever. No, the thing is, I don't think so. I look back, and I'm like, wow, we're already 121? I remember every day. Typical, Jerem. 
There were a lot. Of, there have been a lot of days, man. Been a lot of basketball and volleyball and baseball and softball and. I know staying busy shows. makes it go fast for me. Sure. How many short fire wins are there on the 2015 BYU football schedule? Who are they? Let's go Four. back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Justin underscore Hicken, UConn, Wagner, Fresno. Those are only short fire. Others we should get. Others we no. hope to get. No, Connecticut. He's, he said Connecticut. Oh. He doesn't, oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have San Jose, uh, San Jose State. State on that list. Yeah. No, Derek, I, yeah. I get why people don't. People, people, Taysom greater than Riley Nelson. Come on. (laughs) There are very few surefire wins on the schedule, says Derek Scher. If BYU can go bowling, that's a huge, huge success for this team. Ooh, that's a little low standard for me. No, I I get why he thinks that, though. How many surefire wins does former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon see on the 2015 schedule? We'll ask him next. Nine. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can always join us using the hashtag BYUSN. Baseball takes on St. Mary's tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Cougars need four wins, and they're in to the West Coast Conference Tournament. Top four teams in the league host, or uh, get to go to that. Plus, it's the final homestand for BYU. So the final time, we expect Colton Mahoney to get drafted. Uh, th- this is his final start at home as a Cougar, in our opinion. So check it out tonight, 8 Eastern. How many surefire wins are there on the 2015 BYU football schedule? And who are they? Jerem has four. I have five. The only difference between the two of us is I have BYU. You think BYU is beating Missouri? Surefire. Yeah, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. East Carolina at home in early October. The fighting Shane Curtin's. Who is no longer with them, which is why I have that as a surefire win. Joining us now, David Nixon, to discuss that very topic. David, one, welcome back to the show. Two, how many surefire wins do you have BYU football with when you look at the 2015 schedule? Surefire. That is an aggressive phrase, but uh, I'm going with I'm going with five. Ooh, five surefire nice. wins. Welcome, brother. Who who day? <laughs> Who, who they is, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with UConn at home. They're still searching for their quarterback. They lost Jeremy Davis, so there's one. East Carolina, they also have a quarterback situation. They have you know no OC, or the new OC, I should say. Um, that's two. Um, I think Cincinnati here at home is going to be tough. They've returned Gunner Keel and a lot of his weapons, so I, I'm not counting them in, but I'm counting Wagner, three. What? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a sleeper. Uh, San Jose State, four. Um, and then Fresno State, five. I mean, I can't remember the last time we looked at a schedule and said BYU only has five surefire wins. I mean, usually you can sit there and say, oh, it's going to at least hit eight and something season. But this year, I mean, with, with how it depends, continues to play out, you've got some big names and, and, and big teams on here. And the fact that we can only count four to five is, uh, is, is pretty remarkable. There's high risk, high reward for sure. And it's exciting. And it's especially exciting now. But it's interesting that this season, David, comes on the heels of three straight eight-win seasons. What's the number, that be, the minimum win number that BYU needs to reach to where you go, okay, that was good enough? Uh, good enough. I mean, I, I remember when I was playing there, we wanted a double-digit win season every year. So that, that was 10. And, and that was, there was there, no exception to that. Um, and we did. We went 11-2, 11-2, 10-3. But for some reason, you're right. As of recently, the last few years, they've, they've kind of hit a little uh, bump in the road. Um, but uh, with the schedule to how it's playing out this year, I, I, I think an 8-9 to nine win season is actually a, a successful season, to be honest. Um, 
And you got to remember that the, the big guns that BYU's playing are all on the road. And I think if you look at 16, 17, 18 down the road, when a lot of these guys come to, to Provo, and we've seen how BYU does with, with schools. We saw with Texas a few years ago when they came to Provo. Um, you know, BYU plays much better at home, uh, which they obviously should. But I, I think, you know, that, that percentage will go up. But when you're playing at Nebraska, at Michigan, um, you know, a neutral site Missouri, but basically at Missouri, uh, you know, you've got some tough opponents on the road, um, and uh, so that, that's not helping your case. Is it good that BYU is challenging itself? Because it may co- it may be at the cost of wins in some year. Like, eight might become the new ten, David. Uh, it, it's true, and I was, I was going to say, i I rather have an eight-win season and play these type of caliber teams than have a 10-win season and be playing Wyoming's and New Mexico. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, way more and exciting. I, and, and, you know, obviously winning is what it's all about, but it is. It's so much more exciting. And, and, and for BYU fans to wake up on a Saturday and know that we're playing Nebraska this week instead of waking up and saying we're playing, you know, UNLV. I mean, it's and for the players, too. I guarantee for the players this is much more exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to have these type of teams on the, on the schedule. So, I, I don't know. It's 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 a uh, it's it's one up for debate on on what you consider a successful season. But I think with the schedule and, and, and the road games BYU has this year, I think an eight and four season is uh, is a great season. Correct me if I'm wrong, David. But in 2006, there was a legitimate shot that a very good BYU team with John Beck as the starting quarterback could have started one and three against a tough schedule. You started one and two, but then you got a big win at a ranked TCU team. What's the morale for a BYU team? Starting one and two, which could very likely happen this September. You know, it's a, it's a different approach in the fact that in the Mount West Conference days, even though you started one and two, we lost to Arizona and Boston College, we still knew that we had Mount West Conference coming up and that we could make a run and we could win the conference, get our rings, get the championship, you know, get everything. Whereas, and it's true, this, this independence is a different beast in the fact that if you do lose a few games, it's interesting. It starts getting your heads because you don't have that conference to really shoot for throughout the rest of the season. Now you're really just playing for pride. Um, and so there's different motivations there, and that's why you have hopefully a great uh, coach and, you know, the coaching staff and, and a great head coach that can motivate the guys that if they do drop one at Nebraska um, or UCLA, then uh, they, the guys can still rally around and say, hey, we still got a, something to look forward to the rest of the season. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's just a different mentality. But, you know, looking at the schedule in September, definitely no cakewalk. I mean, you're going to have back-to-back-to-back hard games. I mean, there's really not an easy game in that entire month of September. And how do you see it shaking out? You know, I, I think BYU stands a good chance in Nebraska. Uh, you know, it's always tough when you're facing a new head coach at a new school uh, because you don't have film on them. Uh, and, and you're kind of preparing against the unknown with Mike Riley there now in Nebraska. Um, but, uh, you know, always the first game of the year, it's tough to prepare for, for Taysom, um, you know, coming off coming into the first game of the season for, for the opposing team. So I, I like BYU's chances there, to be honest. Uh, Boise State's going to be tough. I mean, everyone's projecting them to go to one of the New Year's uh, Day Bowl games, um, and they, they return quite a few playmakers. Obviously, quarterback's still a question, running back. Um, but they've got all their receivers, tight ends, et cetera. Um, UCLA, they're looking for a quarterback, but it's down at the Rose Bowl. 
Um, that, that we'll see how that plays out in Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. You know he'll have his troops ready. So it's a, it's a tough September. But listen, this is what this is what all BYU fans. I think this is what they want. This is what I want as a fan and as a former player. You want to be playing against the best schools on the best uh, on on their on their fields on our fields and on the biggest stage. And this is exactly what's how it's playing out. And it's exciting. Granted, it's tough back-to-back-to-back games, but this is what you get with, with independence. You've got, to, you've got to prepare your guys for this type of schedule. In the Mountain West, yeah, you could take off a week or two when you're playing UNLV. You, you knew coming up on it, look, we can, you know, we can nurse some guys, and this guy may, may only have to play a half we or so. We can mail it in. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> David but, Nixon says they mailed it in. No, in I never said that. In the Mountain never, West. Never, never said that. But you could, you could, you could know that, that, hey, these guys can get certain rest or not. But with, with this schedule and, and the way it's playing out, there's, there's no cakewalk, really. How many wins in September? You have to pick a number. I'm saying uh, we go uh, two and two in September. Okay. I'll take it. I take it right now. And I'll, 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 I'll take. I'll take. Yeah, I'll take 500 in September. Yes, because those are okay. You get two quality wins there, and yeah. I think the expectation is that BYU is going to win one of those four. So if they win two, to me that's pretty good. I want to go back to something you mentioned. Um, the it, it, it's really for BYU fans at this point with these loaded schedules. It's about enjoying the journey more than it is the end. Boise State is a team that I think enjoyed the fact of how the season ended more than during the year. I think they got bored in the whack. I think they get bored a little bit with, okay, what are we going to do at the end? We've got to win this big game, right? And that's a huge deal. BYU could be in that position. It could be a special season at some point. And that's why you load up because what if you do win? But most of the time, it's probably going to be in the 7-9 to nine range given the toughness of these games. So 2009 versus Oklahoma – type moments become bigger. Like if BYU wins at Nebraska, the hype is going to be probably too much. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. And, and, there wasn't and we, a single question in that whole round. Well, <laughs> well I'll, I'll, just, I'll just add to that in the sense that, I mean, you look back to last year with, with BYU making the run until Taysom got injured, there was a ton of hype, you know, and, and it's because BYU is playing at Texas. And we go down there, what we did down there at Texas, and uh, you know, BYU is going off on a hot start. So it is. It's, it's more it's – because more, it really, for fans, you're right, you're not buying for a championship. You're not hoping that, you know, um, Missouri loses because it's going to help us you jump to first place in the conference. I mean, it's just not how it is. It's a different, it's a different era of football right now with, this, with the independence. So you have to have a different mindset with that. And that is, like you said, is enjoying the journey um, and each week looking at a different opponent from a different part of the country um, and, and playing teams that we really haven't really played in the past. I mean, yeah, we played them once or twice, but it's fun now you're seeing these guys pop up, whereas in the past we were playing these, these WAC or Mountain West Conference teams every year, year in, year out, and you maybe get one or two games against guys that you play you know, once a decade. And so it, it is. It's, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, but once again, it's, it's just different. And I think that's what good fans have to wrap their heads around and is, yeah, if you do lose one or two, just enjoy the rest of the games. Don't, don't get wrapped up in, okay, well, we're not going to win a championship. Well, of course not. Um, it, but it, it is it, the, the fact that you're playing these teams on these stages, playing Missouri late in the season, um, I mean, these are, these are awesome opportunities. David Nixon, former NFL and BYU linebacker with us on BYU Sports Nation. He brings his talents now to the analyst table. He never uh, mails it in here. On BYU Sports Nation. Never. And after further <laughs> review. Okay, David, uh, Boise State is the headline of BYU's home schedule this year. They'll probably be ranked in week two when they come to Provo. Cincinnati also on that schedule. That's a, that's a good game. East Carolina is an interesting game. But can BYU lose a home game? 
on a schedule that includes no P5s on the home slate and still reach its goals? You know, I think they can afford to, to possibly lose that Boise State game, but I, I, from there on out, I don't think you can. I, with with BYU, and I look towards my three years, I didn't lose a home game for three years. We wow. went we went undefeated at home in 06, 07, and 08. The Knicks and, in effect, and, and and not necessarily, but that was that was something that Coach Minhaw really preached. I remember we'd go hike the Y, um, and, or we really we actually run the Y because that was our conditioning test. And we get up there, and, and he'd point down to our, our home field and say, look, that, that's our place. Look, at, look around you. This is, this is ours, and we've got to protect it. And I think we really took it to heart, and that was something that when we stepped on that field every Saturday our, at our home stadium, we said, look, this, this is one place we have to secure. I mean, we, can't, we can't let a game get away from us. And, uh, you know, that's something that these guys have to get back in them. And, and obviously I think they are. I mean, they've just had some tough breaks as of recently, the last few years, um, with, with, uh, with injuries or whatever it may be. But, um, as far as as far as it be a successful season, I think you know Boise State could be possibly one that because I think Boise State will go on to have a you know top fifteen year with with the weapons they still have returning um, if their quarterback situation can play out like they need it to. But other than that, I mean, if you lose Fresno State at home or, or um, you know, East, East Carolina, East Carolina, Cincinnati's gonna be a really tough game. I think that's what BYU fans have look forward to after Boise State, the next home game, really Cincinnati. Um, even though East Carolina, like you mentioned, uh, Spencer is a compelling game, but um, you know those back-to-back games are, are pretty interesting, but I agree. I, I think I think you have to go almost undefeated here at home to to make it uh, you know a season that, that that all these players want. Dave, great to have you back on the show, man. It was uh, the Keel effect then. We will give stop, Jerem. We will <laughs> give you. I'm, in fact, I'm going to give you some uh, some fodder to think about as you depart our show once again, and that is in Independence Bronco Mendenhall, 16 and 0 against non P5 opponents at home. There it is. When he's the defensive coordinator. So I, I exclude last year when he was not in charge. BYU lost two games at home to non-P5s. But when he's in charge, an independent 16-0. So take that for what you will. Well, that's what we need to talk about. And my, my leaving note is BYU fans, get, a, get, a, get ready for a defensive showdown this year. I think BYU and Bronco Menhall with him at the helm now, it's going to be a whole different ball game, which gets me even more excited. Let's go. 121 days away. David, great to talk to you, man. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Surefire win predictions aside. How many wins will BYU have in a brutal yet opportunistic September schedule? David Nixon said two. I'll take it. I always give Boise State a hard time, by the way. They're play- their schedule, they host Washington. They play at BYU, and then they play at Virginia. Three of their first mm. four weeks. That's actually solid. Up next, he has a mangled hand. <laughs> mangled may be too strong. Does but it? he's still earning man points for playing on and contributing to the BYU baseball team. Eric Urey joins us next. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can always download the show podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. Listen up. Do you want some BYU Sports Nation swag? You can get it at the BYUStore.com. Uh, blue goggles, BYU Sports Nation shirt. Go, go get you some. Hashtag get some. That's the new unofficial theme of BYU Sports Nation. Go get some BYU get some. blue goggles and then answer our Twitter question. Which is... <laughs> How many surefire wins are there on the 2015 BYU football schedule, and who are they? Keep the tweets coming in. Okay, this will put me up to, like, you know, six. Okay. What's the next surefire win? Um, maybe – I go maybe Cincinnati because it's a home game. At Utah State. Okay, this will give me, this will give me that's, eight. That's at Utah State. That will give me Boise State and at Utah and State. And at Utah State. Okay. Wow. Now give, me the, now give me the huge goggles. Okay, I know the answer to this. Okay. <laughs> this, this is called juvenile hygiene. This that's will what this give is. me. 
This, this we, gives me 10. We got a letter from a guy in the fall, <laughs> and he said half of the show is juvenile hijinks. We couldn't disagree. Uh, have we ever done the triple blue goggle? That's like No, but there is a blue goggle Ooh. commercial coming out in the next weeks, months. Yes, I don't there's know. an interesting twist on that blue goggle commercial, though. Yes, there is. It may, it may throw you off, okay? Hashtag Threw role reversal. <laughs> Enough about us. Joining us now is BYU Baseball's Eric Urie. We just explained that he has a mangled hand. I, you know, I... I feel like mangled, Eric, is, is a little bit too strong, but when, when you describe what happened to you injury-wise, maybe it is the appropriate word. What happened to you, man? How come you can't play for base, BYU baseball anymore, full now, capacity? I, I would say it was mangled, but it against San Francisco in the extra innings, I was squaring around a bunt. We got a leadoff runner on, and I was the next hitter, and I was given the bunt sign, squared around a bunt, and pitchers threw it up and inside, and almost defensive, couldn't get out of the way, and almost protected myself. Because there's a picture, actually, that BYU baseball posted, and the ball was coming almost right from my face. And it hit me right in the middle of the finger. And I knew something was wrong. I, I fell to the ground. The ball actually went into fair territory, too. But everybody just kind of stopped. And the umpires ruled that it hit off my head and went fair. So it was a dead ball. But I, I took off my glove immediately because I knew it hit my hand. And my finger was mangled. It almost looked like an S. And oh, it was actually wow. bleeding, too. And I thought it was just my fingernail that was bleeding. But a bone chip from the x-ray actually broke off from my bone and punctured through the skin and came off. And now it's just floating in there. So we're going to have a bone chip floating wow. in there. Wow, in the world? So it was that, pretty extreme. That description probably needed a viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> to For it. sure, yeah. That's, that's intense. So do you feel after the fact that, hey, it saved for, I saved myself from getting hit in the head? I almost, it was kind of just a freak thing. I couldn't get out of the way. And I mean, realizing that the ball was going to hit me in the face, I kind of turned my head and it probably would have hit me in the face. So hindsight, I'm, I'm glad it did hit my finger. But instead of a broken jaw, I have a broken finger. But I really wish it didn't hit me at all, to be honest. So. Yeah. Okay, so wow. mangled maybe is the correct word. Mangled is If mangled. you have a better one, BYU Sports Nation, After send that it that description, in. mangled <laughs> is good. Wow. Holy cow. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yet, uh, so we thought you were out for the year. Mm-hmm. Yet you've somehow become a base runner, a pinch runner still. No, How yeah. does that work? So Alex Davis, our trainer, him and I, we got together and we made a molding so that I could basically put over my hand to protect my finger from sliding or diving or doing anything or getting hit by the ball. So late in the game, if we need a pinch runner and I need to run for, for example, Colton Shavers, our DH, I can get on base and steal for him and so we can score. Wait, you're faster than Colton? Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, he hits more home runs than I do, but I'm just a little faster. There's the trade-off. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I pinch run. I, Alex, we, in the seventh inning, we always get together, put the cast on and tape it up, and I have kind of a club with my thumb sticking out, and I can run the bases with like that. And I did it against Pacific. I got in and stole a base and... So it was, it's fun, and I'm just glad to be with the team still and be a part and feel like I can contribute even though I can't play right field like I was. So. Eric Uri at BYU Baseball with us, mangled hand and all, in Studio B, earning man points, running bases. Who cares? You know, just give me a club on the hand. You played hurt with the voice. I've never had to do anything like that. This is like I'm sandwiched between I feel, toughness I feel a bond. Like <laughs> <laughs> I have to battle Hard, through the top hardly. button every day. I don't choice. exactly have a bone floating around somewhere. No, you don't. In my finger. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Holy cow. I saw you come back to the field later that day after you completed the sweep of San Francisco with your fiance. Mm-hmm. That's like an impossible situation uh, for you to be in because, you know, you're getting married. She wants to be there to support you. What, what was her message to you at that moment, Eric? I think she was just... 
scared to be honest wondering if I was okay or anything and she knows how much I love baseball and this would be what it means to me and she was more disappointed not like disappointed but just sad for me knowing how I wasn't just hurt like physically I was just kind of down emotionally knowing that with a broken finger that I wasn't going to be able to play every day and she was there supportive and the greatest so I love her and appreciate her for that so you got uh, a huge series coming up starting tonight, uh, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio against St. Mary's. What will it take uh, in these three games to try and help your cause to get into the West Coast Conference Tournament? Well, yesterday our, our, our coach, Coach Littlewood, told us that we need just four out of their next six games to solidify our spot into the top four. And if we could even take three here and maybe three next week, we could even t- finish top one, like Ooh. first in the conference or second for sure. We want to be middle of the pack, two, three, and looking good at our spot right now but right now I love the fact that we control our own destiny we can go we can go take care of business today and tomorrow and this week and so that's the plan but is there any chance that you play in a in a greater capacity with this team this year given the injury that you have um so right now the goal they told me four to six weeks I'm out can't do nothing so Dr. Rich and I are meeting almost weekly to take x-rays to see how the healing's going and to make the conference tournament if I can get this cast off in two weeks and see if I have full strength and Dr. Rich clears me, I might even be able to play in the Ooh, conference tournament. Okay. So, wow. That okay. is the goal. Can so, you can you imagine right now trying to bat after uh, that? Right now I can almost do it just holding the, having the finger off the bat. But, Alex, I was I was in the lineup actually when I pinched ran for, for Shaver. I was the DH after that. And my turn came into the lineup <laughs> again. And, Coach Pratt actually told me to get a bat, and I did. And Alex Davis looked at me and just kind of shook his head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna nip that one. So <laughs> was, he didn't want me to go up there and hit. But I, I think right now I can move it around. It feels pretty good. It's not extremely painful right now. But to grab a bat, I think the hardest thing would be to actually throw because that's the finger that has the most pressure when you're throwing the ball. But hitting, I, I could see myself doing that before throwing. Now, replacing you in right field is no easy task. And I mean that as a sincere compliment because you are you. an outstanding, experienced fielder out there. In fact, I've called a couple of your uh, amazing catches, and, oh, and, and that's what they are. They're, they're amazing. So what, what does Coach Littlewood do now to, uh, to fill that huge gap that you leave in right field? Well, right now I think we're having – there's a lot of options right now. We can have either Jarvis be a catcher or move Bronson Larson out into left field and then move Whitney to right, or we have Andy Isom as well. We have a lot of diversity in the outfield and really a lot of good hitters behind me as well. So, I mean, it's a – I appreciate the compliment of a big hole to fill, but I know we got guys on the team that can definitely fill the shoes that are there. So You guys have been really good at home. You've won every uh, home series this year, which has been fantastic. What's the biggest advantage you have at Miller Park? I think we just love playing at home. It's more comfortable. It's easy, especially since Utah is so cold. We have to travel a lot at the beginning. It's kind of tough to be constantly playing on the road, on the road. But we come here, we have great fan support, and we have our walkout songs. We're in our own dugout. We have our locker room. Everything just feels more comfortable at home. And Rally hats stacked oh yeah, like the, three the, feet high. The tower on Buffalo, for sure. Oh, Maverick Buffalo. <laughs> so. Eric Urey with us in Studio B of BYU Baseball, working hard through a uh, dislocated and broken finger, hopefully – Cougars can get him back uh, in the West Coast Conference Tournament or perhaps beyond in the NCAA Tournament. We'll end with this. Your roommate is Sky Pove. Yes, Just he is. signed to uh, have an opportunity to play with the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. He's at, like, every home game supporting you with uh, some of the other BYU football guys. What's that relationship like between you and Sky, and what have the conversations been with him as he's now trying to make it uh, in the NFL? Yeah, so Sky and I, we actually served a mission together in Dominican Republic, and that's how we met. And when I came home, I remember coming out on my recruiting trip, and he was actually hurt that season when I came to the game. He had tore his foot. 
And I met him. I was like, bro, we got to be roommates. We got to hang out. And so we actually called each other and we're like, I'm living in this house. You want to live? And we got to be roommates and best of friends. And he comes to all the games. I go to every football game. And he actually took off this morning. He left for uh, rookie camp this, this morning at like 3 a.m. I watched him leave. I wished him good luck and what hope the best. What were you doing awake? I he wasn't awake. He woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Does he pay? Does he pay rent on time? Is he good about that? He pays rent on time, but I'm the one that's late usually. He usually gives me. <laughs> is he still gonna pay? Are you gonna have to remind him like he's gone? He's gone. He hey, might I make know me you pay. Packers, we got rent, bro. I should Utility. make him pay because if he signs a contract with the Packers, I'm gonna make him pay. Yeah, for my rent. absolutely. <laughs> Eric, great to have you, man. We wish Appreciate you the best it. of luck in uh, in a quick recovery. In fact, let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma for your for your. Recovery running, of the yeah. middle finger. And recovery, there you go. We'll do our part, man. I appreciate we'll it. We'll do what we can. Good stuff with Eric Urey. All right, man. Uh, before you go, we want you to sign the flag during the commercial break, if you don't mind. Okay, I will for sure. Are you right-handed? Or left-handed? I'm left-handed, but I've learned how to write. Oh, nice. <laughs> this will be fun. Very good. <laughs> Twitter question today. How many short-fire wins are there on the 2015 BYU football schedule? Who are they? At Laser Sheep says only four. Yukon Wagner, San Jose State, Fresno State. He's on par with you, Jerem. No, it's thirteen, Spencer. No, you have to wear you have to wear four blue goggles to say thirteen. <laughs> you have to wear all four on the desk no, right now. No thanks. We'll discuss more of the surefire business next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer. Next to the man attempting. To keep all four blue goggles on the BYU Sports Nation desk on at the same time. I had to put the blinking ones really high. I can't really see anything. <laughs> but what I can see and know that baseball is tonight against St. Mary's at Eastern time. Watch a guy with a bone chip in his finger run on the bases, Eric Urie, tonight at 8 Eastern. How many shortfire wins are there on the 2015 BYU football schedule? Who are they? With all four Dude, blue goggles on. I, I saw our records into like 2019. That was crazy. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's Keep a sending your tweets performance in. enhancer. Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines include Taysom Hill ranked number 34 Boo. on Bleacher Report's top 50 list of college football players in 2015. Come on. 34? Taysom scoffs at that. BYU Baseball Game Day, as Jaron mentioned, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. Four wins in the final six would guarantee BYU a spot in the West Coast Conference Tournament. And... Your girl, Leah Garner, playing today, Jerry. Leah Garner is playing in the NCAA Women's Golf Regional in St. George. I don't know that she's my girl per se, but she's a girl that's uh, at BYU. Ah, uh, technicalities. I'm married. <laughs> I'm not... Oh, my goodness. Okay. You know what I meant. I wasn't sure. That's why I brought it up. Okay. Well, there you go. You know what we should do right now? Play hmm. more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. It's a go-fast, go-hard edition of More or Less. Here's how it works. We throw out a number. Jeremy and I decide if BYU will have more or less, or whatever the topic is, more or less of that subject. Number one. More or less than two wins for BYU football in September. So you have to pick one or three? Is that how that works? Yep. I'll go first. Less. Yeah, three, three wins would be amazing. I mean, it really would. It really would. It would... Uh, put BYU on the national map. It would do all that. I, I think that BYU wins two in September, and I think that's pretty good. Why couldn't we do for one this, and a half for this number? I know. For this game, Dang I have to go, you producers. Have to go less. They're always making it hard for us. Okay. If Mitch uh, Matthews is elite, then maybe three. I'm going to give the guys some uh, locker room material. Okay? I'm going to go less. I'm going to go less than, uh, on, than two wins for BYU football in September because you can't pick two. I, I think they win two. Okay, so you prove just, me wrong, boys. You just said what I just said. Go too. win. Go we just win said three. The same thing. Go win three or four. That'd be great. 
Motivation, my friends. You know what I'm talking about. Number two. They don't need us. More or less than three wins for BYU football in October. More 4 0. I'll go 4 0. I think BYU wins all four games in October. Now, the, now the issue sure, there. Sure fire, Jerem? No. Okay. The, uh, it's Connecticut, East Carolina, Cincinnati, and Wagner. The issue with October is if BYU comes into the October 1 and 3, I just wonder how morale will be. Will they bounce back? Will they get, Because, for example, once BYU lost Taysom, it was transition time, but also morale was low. All of a sudden, there was there were issues in the locker room. Blah blah. blah. Stuff happens when you lose, and you continue to. They lose. They went undefeated in November. Yeah, and then they figured it out against an easier schedule. You're playing UNLV in Middle Tennessee, and the Cal win was great. You know, you know what I mean. You don't have a a month like November on this schedule at all. It's not there. I say more. BYU goes undefeated in October. Period. The end. Number three. More or less than four wins for BYU baseball in the remaining WCC schedule. So you'd have to go five and one. I'll go less because I think they'll go four and two. You got you to have a couple losses there. Coming off of two or three losses to Pacific, yet I think they win the four that they need against St. Mary's and then at Santa Clara. Both of these teams in the bottom four or three of the WCC. But Pacific was too. Without Eric Urey, they have one of those series at home. BYU sweeps the weekend series. Mm. Then they just go... They go two of three next week, or three of three? And they win two of three against one of the so bottom five. dwellers. There's okay. extra motivation right now for this BYU baseball team. So Santa Clara is uh, fourth to last, St. Mary's second to last. Yeah. I, I say BYU wins five of the last six. Se- I, seventh and ninth place. Yes. It will be, I think they'll be disappointed if they don't because of where they are in conference. The, the nice thing, and Eric Urey mentioned it, is if BYU goes on this run and goes 6-0, and they wouldn't be the last team in. They could be 3-2, or it looks like mathematically one is still they possible. They could still Not be likely, one. Not likely, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, Pepperdine has nine losses. Same number as BYU. Is that right? We just showed the okay. graphic. I go. didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> Pepperdine I has the same so. number of losses. Oh, no. They have seven losses. There we go. They have seven losses. So it would take, take, take a miracle. No, yeah, yeah. They played the same amount of games, though, so they both have six San months. Diego's probably going to win, okay? But uh, BYU has a chance to catch Pepperdine in San Francisco. They really do. Pe- Pepperdine still has to play six games. San Diego, you can have the regular season conference title, and we get t- Kyle Dean. Ha-ha! <laughs> Number four. More or less than three-game suspension for Tom Brady. Who cares? I'm so tired of Deflategate. I don't care. So what? They played this already. Why did it already take... Why did it take this long to figure this out? Less. We have a deflated football on the set. Who cares? <laughs> Here, Taysom, use this in the games. Who cares? Take this to Nebraska and see what happens. I say less than a three-game suspension. I, I don't really care, but just for the purpose of discussing this, less than a three-game suspension. There's too much gray area in all of this. Okay? Gray matter? Yeah, so maybe a game... For Angels Tom Brady and, Demons, and a fine, book. you know, a hefty fine, hundred thousand bucks or something like that. Which is that is like, hefty to him? Not to him, relatively <laughs> no. But to the rest of us, it's the end of the world. What's that, what's that equal to? It's like ten bucks. <laughs> Maybe somebody do that uh, that math. I don't know. Laser shape, do that math. <laughs> that wraps up more or less. Elite athletes discussed next in the Cougar Whip Around, oh, Jerem. Oh boy, well, the best part of the show. We'll see right? if they're elite. We'll see if they're elite. There's three things on they, this set that are... Already approved, they've already proved themselves. Wait, who's, who are you saying is elite you on here? To, you have to wait and see. Come on, dude. You have to wait and see. Hashtag elite. What? Up next. Don't use that in vain.
BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. This is how we do it. Whoopsh. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Taysen Hill is number 34 Stop. in Bleacher Report's top 50 college football players heading into the 2015 season. 34? What? Try more like top 20. Baseball. It's Taysom, Jerem. Oh, thank you, Jameer. Game day. The Cougars begin Spender. their final homestand of the season tonight, 8 Eastern against St. Mary's. Let's go. Let's do it. As they pursue a top four finish. They're already fourth. They want to get higher than that. And make the West Coast Conference tournament. Watch, listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Track and field. Not a lot here, but the Weber State Twilight Invitational finished yesterday. Team Jacob. <laughs> Three days in a row of that. Yep. Regionals <laughs> begin in St. George. Leah Garner, the lone Cougar competing. Good luck, Leah. As if she needs it, she's got the BYU Sports Nation karma. Coming up tomorrow, we'll talk to Adam Law. Recently promoted to AA, former uh, Provo High Bulldog, BYU Cougar, and now Tulsa Driller. He's on the seven-day DL with yeah. a strained back, but at least it's, it's only seven days. That's true. It's not, you know, he'll be back. It's not a lot of time. It's back. roughly a week. Right? He's got time to get rested so that he can handle the power that is BYU Sports Nation. The power! <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and it goes to Eric Urey. One for stealing a base with a mangled hand. That's amazing. And two for dealing with a bone chip floating around in that same hand. Thanks, San Francisco pitcher. I'm going to look up that. That guy's yeah. the new Brian Sweet. Eric was really mad. His dad was even more mad. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, that was, that was not a fun situation. I watched that part, and I was like, what happened, man? Ugh. How many surefire wins are there on the 2015 BYU football schedule? Four. Who are they? At BYU football guy. We were undefeated. He's a BYU football guy. Until the 2014 losses to Utah State and Nevada. Yeah, that happened. Why do we have to end on that note? We don't. Let's end on a positive. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, David Nixon was awesome today. Positive. Eric Uri, even more awesome. The bone chip hand. So, okay. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram anytime you like. Positive! Yay! You want to read my part, dude? Shows on demand, BYUtv.org slash BYU Sports Nation and on BYUsportsNation.com. For Spencer, I'm Jeremy. Shout out to David Foote, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow. Woo!